this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Coaches Chat. It's Betsy here coming to you with what I'm hoping is a quick one today, just me imparting some wisdom and giving you some things to think about when it comes to investing in your professional development. Um, Quick side note, I am working on creating a little bit more of a soundproof setting here. I ordered these like sound cushions for the wall, but they have the weirdest instructions on how to prep them. So that is forthcoming. So the fish tank sound, I'm hoping is a thing of the past very soon, but thanks for bearing with me. I hope there's still a ton of info that's helpful for you. So this is a topic that's kind of near and dear to me because for two reasons. One, I am someone who is a little obsessed with sort of professional development and personal development. I'll um, I'll link this interesting episode of the Dr. John Berardi show. It was just on. It's a sh- kind of a short-lived podcast, but the episode is about sort of our obsession with personal development, and that could be a whole other thing. But they sort of cover that really well. But uh, um, I'll put it in the show notes. The other thing here is. Um, that kind of took my took the train of thought over for a second. Oh, so I like professional development is important to me. It's a high priority. It's like a high value in sort of my value system. And I also fell prey as a young trainer to the to the desire to accumulate all the certs, accumulate all the courses, learn everything within the first year and a half that you were a personal trainer, specialize in 17 things and use that as the as the metric for determining whether I was a valid personal trainer now. Oh, now I am worth this amount of money that someone is going to spend on me. And I'll, I'll pose this as we continue to talk. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to learn lots of new things. I wouldn't say that I was necessarily wrong because my career moved very quickly and I needed to keep up with it and get better quickly. But I also will say that the drive to accumulate all of that, was it always about the knowledge or was it sometimes more about a sense of security, a sense of personal comfort in now I know enough? And was I falling prey to sort of the personal training money machine in that like, oh yeah, I need this other certification that's like shoulder health for 
tennis players over 60. Well, I didn't have any tennis players over 60. Why did I need to specialize in that certification? That's um, just a hypothetical, but that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit. So I'm going to talk about the importance of investing in your career, investing in your own professional development, but also how we can be more discerning about that, as well as determining what is worth our investment. So why why do we need to invest in our career? Well, first of all, if we're going to build a long, um, financially successful career, professionally successful, if we are going to honestly change the lives of our clients, then we need to continually get better, stay relevant with current training topics, um, We need to challenge our sort of habits and our blind spots and continue to get better. It's the only way that we evolve professionally. And if you think about it in terms of training, when we talk about training a client, we're not talking about staying at the same load consistently. We're talking about staying at the same load until adaptation occurs. And then at the point of adaptation, we need to increase the stimulus in order for those muscles and those movements to be more challenged in order to uh, for adaptation to continue to occur. So if we think about it in that way, our professional development is similar. We have to provide ourselves with another stimulus in order to adapt, in order to get better. So it's it's a non-negotiable to me for a good trainer to be invested in their professional development. Non-negotiable. I don't want to, I honestly, like if I were thinking about hiring someone to come work for me, your drive for professional development is a non-negotiable. Now, I do want someone who's critically thinking about what things will help them get better and realize that they don't have to get all of them within a two-month period. Instead, we're going to sort of think about our professional development similar to our macro cycle and training, our long-term calendar. What can I do this year that's going to benefit me the most? What am I going to do next year? And certainly that can change. I mean, I think I wouldn't have guessed two, three, four years ago that I would be focusing more on the business side of professional development, but that is where I am today. So that brings me to the second point here, which is uh, what do you choose as the means for your professional development? That's a good question. You have to look at sort of both the your immediate need and your long-term need. I'm going to suggest that for every trainer who has a initial training certification, unless you are the whiz that is probably the 1%, I think investing in continuing education about how you show people your value as a personal trainer and how you actually convert clients from prospective clients to paying clients is probably a high priority. 
I don't say that only because I have a mini course about that, but I, I have the mini course about that that I just um, released and I'm gonna talk about it later. I have that because it is the biggest gap, I would say, in uh, new trainers' skill set. Probably the biggest gap or at least what trainers are seeing as their biggest gap. And so part of that course is one, teaching these skills, but also helping new trainers to understand where they're already doing things successfully and how to bump that up. So uh, for newer trainers, I think your sales acumen, your ability to convert clients is priority number one. You can have 1,200 certifications, and if you can't get the client to buy personal training, you are up a creek without a paddle, so to speak. So that's what I would say about new trainers, but then as you're going on, you're thinking about like, what else don't I know? I mean, uh, also, I'm, I'll have my mentorship uh, for its big initial launch. We did a beta test already, but for the big initial launch in February, and part of what's going to um, encompass that mentorship is filling in those gaps of what is missed in a certification to working as a full-time personal trainer, particularly how we look oftentimes at learning about personal training through an athlete's lens and how most of our clients in the commercial gym setting or online coaching setting are far more recreational athletes, or I would even say recreational um, movers. So how we address the things that just aren't aren't covered in a certified personal training text. Honestly, it's it's to no fault of these certification companies. There's only so much you can cover and, and we wanna create sort of a standard. Then you need a mentor to kind of guide you um, to that next step into how do I implement? I've got the knowledge. I need a bridge for implementation and that's sort of where I come in. But so those are the two things I'm thinking about with newer trainers. Then as you train for a while and you start to see what clients are gravitating toward you, you start to see where you would like to better support them. So let's say um, my background is a lot in training the female athlete and training um, women postpartum or those who are interested in becoming pregnant, who are pregnant, postpartum. I I do tend to see a lot of clients like that. And so what I needed to do to better serve those clients was begin to, to focus my professional development on those clients. So we really wanna let our business and our our interests and then what our clients need guide what it is we're going to choose to focus on professional development. I always suggest finding someone who's going to be a little outside of your immediate, I'm not, I'm not phrasing that right. Um, Unless you possess incredible self-perception, sometimes it's very helpful to have another person give you some feedback on what it is they think that you could grow in. So uh, a colleague might be able to help you, a mentor might be able to help you, talk you through where the gaps in your knowledge are, or not even gaps, maybe what you're already doing well and what we could amp up 
even more to help you succeed more. So sometimes um, in your own mind, you're like, I need to learn more about anatomy. And your colleague or your mentor or your boss might be looking at it and going, you have what you need there. What I see you really need is blank. And a lot of times, I think many, many, many coaches probably have more of the science than they think they have. And we need to look at sort of more of these social emotional intelligence skills, these communication skills, um, even like the support work. So how do we coach clients on habit change, things like that, versus like knowing the you know, doing a a three-day weekend on squat mechanics. Again, I'm not saying that isn't necessary, but sometimes that seems to be what we focus on and we don't see the bigger picture of what it is that we might need. So figuring out, just prioritizing, you know, you're not gonna be able to take six courses this year. What is your biggest need? And maybe if you get to do two, what is your biggest need? And then what would like, what really lights your fire? Because the other thing that I think is really beneficial about professional development is how it reignites your interest in your career. You're like, you know, you're a year into it, two years into it. You have like six months of just, my days look exactly the same. And I'm starting to do these workouts that feel kind of exactly the same. And that's okay. That's what training is, is uh, repetition. But you might just, things might be feeling stale. And the thing that I think um, professional development does is it really helps us and reminds us why we got into the work in the first place and encourages us to challenge what we could be doing better. Every time I go to a conference, I'm like, oh man, look at all these people who care as much about doing their job well as I do. That really lights me up. Like if you care about training, I that really makes me so happy. Um, and so when you're interested in it, I am feeding off of that and I'm like, let's go. Let's do the next thing really, really well. Um, so I think those two things are worthwhile in determining what you are selecting as your courses. Where are my gaps? And then what's gonna light my fire in terms of um, driving me to do better? Driving me to have fun at work. Please have just a little bit of fun. And then the last thing I think is important to think about is how do I know that what I chose was a worthwhile investment? So how do I know that this will help me be successful? Well, I'm going to do a whole other episode about defining success, I think, for ourselves because there are so many different ways and so many different um, elements that are going to contribute to our success and each person's version of success is going to look different. But how do we know something is a worthwhile investment? I think initially you might think, okay, well, if I spent X amount of dollars, did I make X amount of dollars back? I mean, that's a pretty straightforward, like, clear equation. Is it helpful? Sure, I don't see that it's not helpful, but I think it's a little bit short-sighted in that hopefully our investment is not about always the immediate. 
we certainly want to see some immediate change, but anything worth doing really well is going to take time to get better at. Anything worth, let me say that one more time, anything worth doing well is going to take time to get better at. So if I, you know, spent $100 for this course and I made $80 more this year than I did before, did I fail? Was it not worth it? Or over year after year after year after year, am I starting to make more money each year? And then also, let's let's go beyond the financial. So I think I don't, I never want to negate the importance of, you know, financial investment and financial success. I think particularly among women, we're encouraged not to think about um, making more money. And I say, you know, uh, that's ridiculous. Make your money make your money. But also, when we're thinking about investment, I think it's really important to think beyond dollars. So this dollar amount that I'm paying, what does it yield? It may yield more money. It may yield more clients. It may yield more confidence. It may yield um greater security in terms of giving you the skill set to fall back on later. All of these sort of different elements are going to be important to determining whether or not what we invested in comes back to us. I think it's really important to think about it just like we would think about with our clients in that, are you asking someone to pay X amount of dollars for training? And if they don't get exactly where they want to be, that big goal, at the end of 12 weeks, that it wasn't worth the investment? No, in terms of real, sustainable, and I say it all the time, I sound like a broken record, sustainable change, big goals, it is not a 12-week process. You can get skills in 12 weeks, but you're not going to get the long-term so we need, we need greater, longer-term investment. But anything we do in those 12 weeks is hopefully contributing to our longer-term success. So you wouldn't tell your clients, like, don't spend this money right now because you're not going to be where you want to be in 12 weeks. The same way for your, for your course. You're not going to finish that course and then the next day, make your financial return back and suddenly be uh, have be entirely different than you were before. Hopefully you're a little bit different. Hopefully you're a little better right from the start. But that investment, you're going to continue to get better. A course needs to help you continue to get better. A professional development source shouldn't stop the day that course is over. It should give you the things that you need to keep getting better, keep making incremental progress so that you're looking back 12 weeks later, six months later, five years later, and you're better than you were before you started that class. And you can even pinpoint like, oh, I remember that thing that I learned that day is what has helped me five years later. I know that now, every time I see a potential client in a consultation session, I'm always using this approach, and I know for a fact it is helping me communicate to that person 
how they will benefit from training with me. And I'm definitely getting more clients because of that. I'm getting the clients that I want because of that. Well, then that's the return on investment right there. That's a return on investment. It just happened five years later. Or it's been happening the whole time and you're just noticing how great the impact is uh, that many years later. You know, if you picked every single course to say like, okay, this costs this much. Um, I need to make that amount next week. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's um, the best way of looking at it. I think thinking long-term is the way we ensure long-term success. So again, I think you need to have both some immediate takeaways and some immediate return on investment, as well as being able to see that investment grow, 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 grow. I mean, it's like stocks, I think. If you, uh, I say I think because financial stocks are not my um, area of expertise, but uh, you don't expect to double your uh, return the day after you put the money in. Um, you don't pick a stock necessarily, I think, because you go, tomorrow, I will make this back. I think you're thinking about the long-term potential or the potential that works best for you. So bottom line, after all of this is said and done, you have got to invest in yourself to get better if you are ever going to serve people better than you did the day before. That's just, that's just how it is. So then you just have to think through those three questions. Why? Why am I doing this? What is the thing that's going to help me most immediately or what fits in the plan best right now? How do I prioritize the one or two areas in which I want to get better right now? And then when I'm thinking about picking it, what am I going to use as the metric for success? And I hope I'm not using just one lone metric, but I'm thinking about a few things to determine whether or not this is worthwhile. I think the mature, critical thinking trainer is thinking beyond, can I um, make this back tomorrow? Make this financially back tomorrow or however long you think is like an appropriate amount of time. We're thinking about kind of the holistic way you can determine whether or not this is going to help you be more successful. And it's going to have many elements to it. It's going to have emotional, um, like intellectual, financial, all those aspects. All right. So uh, in speaking about investing in yourself, I do want to remind you that I do have a two-week mini course that is uh, registering now, Convey and Convert. It is all about helping you be able to show people just how good you are as a personal trainer and how like how much they need you. I if I could. I would recommend personal training for every single person I ever meet. And I bring that energy to consultation sessions, I promise you. And I'm going to show you how you can bring your own personal energy, your own personal skill set, how you can better communicate what it is you do and why it is worth how much it is you're charging, and then how you can... Um, convert those consultation sessions. You can convert more of them into paying clients so that you can 
build your business so that you can make your impact, so that you can increase your financial security, so that you can do what it is you're meant to do. I hear it so many times, I didn't get into personal training to be a salesperson. Good. I don't think that you have to. You got to gain some skills here. You got to get the tools to help you do it. No one has told you how to do it before. So let me help you do it 14 days. The class, the coursework is like 15 minutes a day for 14 days to help you get through it nice and quick. Really applicable right away. But the course materials don't ever go away for you. So if it takes you more than 14 days, that's fine too. I've got live calls this round. Um, I'm going to be there for support. And the investment is low. $60, 14 days um, with never ending access to this course. So uh, you got the whole thing about about investment and what what it means to um, determine whether that's worth it for you. So you can uh, access that with the link in the show notes, but also it's just be foster strong, the letter B, fosterstrong.com slash convey and convert. And we start the course on November 1st. So that's, if you're listening to the this the day it comes out, that's uh, one week from today, Monday, November 1st. Again, you can start it and you can do it sort of whenever works for you, but that's when the course materials will be available and we'll be registering all the way up to that day. So October 31st, Halloween will be the last day that you can register. If you've got questions, just send me an email, betsy at befosterstrong.com or drop into those DMs on Instagram. I'm at foster underscore strength. Um, I want to help you. I want to give you these tools and I want to be a source for your professional development. All right, go do wonderful things, make an impact, leave your mark. Until next time, bye.